Welcome to the Diz Love Podcast with Vanessa and Chris. I'm Vanessa Ferguson. And I'm Chris Johns. We'd like to welcome you to show number 112. And for any listeners joining us for the first time, our show features things we love at Disney. And in each episode, we have a guest who creates Disney magic for our listeners at home or on their Disney vacations. From vacation planners to product producers, our guests can bring Disney magic into your life. And as a reminder to our listeners, we appreciate if you can take time to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or any other platform where you listen. That helps more listeners find us and, of course, helps the show grow. Now, before we get started, Chris, we have a message from our friends at Orlando Vacation. We sure do. And their messages, they want to save you money. Use the code... Dislove, D-I-S-L-O-V-E at OrlandoVacation.com to save 5% off your next three-night rental. What's awesome is that they have properties ranging from condos to townhouses to McMansions, everything you would need for just your family or multiple families taking a trip to Disney. Not only can they help you with your lodging, they also have great deals on tickets. So whether it be Disney, SeaWorld, or other attractions in Central Florida, they can help you out. Go to OrlandoVacation.com. Use the code DISLOVE to save 5% off your next booking of three or more nights, and you're going to save money, you're going to have a great place to stay, and you're going to have a wonderful time in Central Florida. Thank you for that message. And on today's show, we are going to be joined by Abby from Happiest Place Outfitters. Her shop features fun Disney-inspired apparel. And so we are looking forward for you to hear all about her shop. Now, before that, we for the first part of the show, we are going to talk about the Magic Kingdom 50th Fireworks Dessert Parties. Man, that is a mouthful, Chris. Yes. <laughs> And we're going to tell you about the different ones that are offered, as well as giving you a review of the pre-party, which we attended last month. And you might be thinking, what is a pre-party? Well, we're going to explain there are actually three different dessert parties you can attend for the nightly enchantment show. So the first one is a pre-party, which is before the fireworks show. And then there's what's called treats and seats. So you get to have your dessert party, you eat the food, and then you have a seat in Tomorrowland Terrace to watch it. And then finally, there's an after-party dessert party. Now, is that not confusing? It's very confusing. (laughs) Yeah. So we attended the pre-party, and that was just by chance. That was the only one that still had reservations available when we decided to. But how it works is a little bit about The pre-party and the after-party, anyone who goes to that, you kind of sit in the upper part of that Tomorrowland Terrace area. So if you know what I mean, that's closer to where, whenever that restaurant is ever open, where you would order, it's where the restrooms are. You're not really in an area where you would be watching the show at the on the castle. So that's for the pre and after-party. The treats and seats are the ones that are going to be seated in that lower area so you can see the show. So you might be wondering, where do the pre-party and after-party people, where do they get to watch the show? Well, what will happen is there is a reserved area that is the Plaza Garden viewing, and that's where you would be escorted to to watch the show if you were doing that pre- or after-party. So how that happens is that, number one, let's just talk a little bit about the food, because that's the same for all three of the events. Now with it, there's a variety. There's a lot of 50th anniversary themed desserts like when we went. Definitely. Yeah. So there was 
things from like chocolate dipped strawberries that had an emblem for the 50th. They had the butterscotch pudding, which is a Walt's favorite that is also over at Crystal Palace. They had an assortment of other pastries and dessert sorts of things. They also, they tell you that there's savory things, but essentially there's a cheese tray and some fruit. Yes. Yeah. So don't go expecting that this is going to replace your dinner because it's not. It's it's mostly sweets. They do have a large variety of drinks, both non-alcoholic and alcoholic. So we're not, we're not drinkers, but they had a good variety of beers and wines. And I'll share some pictures of those in some of our posts. They also had, like for our daughter, she loves milk. They had milk and tea and lemonade. They also had the that one juice that we actually had for our wedding, but has different names depending on where you go, but at, on property. But it has the pineapple juice, the Oh, what is the three juice? Orange juice guava. and guava juice. Yes. <laughs> um, so that juice as well as coffee and hot tea. So it's a good variety of drinks and beverages. And for this, you can make reservations for any of these different dessert parties 60 days out. So it's just like with the regular dining reservations. It's at that 60 day mark. Now, here's where it can get confusing, depending on if you have all those options available to you. That we are recording this. This is for a June 2022 show. So at this point, there is a $15 price difference, depending on if you do the pre and after party or the treats and seats. Now, I think you would probably figure out which one is the most expensive. Oh, uh, the treats and seats. Yes, that's correct. So the treats and seats is $114. It's $69 for kids. The pre and after party is $99 and $59. So how that works is essentially, though, the food is the same. If you're doing treats and seats in the pre-party, you're actually going to be eating at the same time because you're eating before the show starts. And then if you do the after party, you're going to be walked over to get your food and your desserts after the fireworks show. So when you are thinking about what you want to do, it really comes down to a couple of different things. Number one, if you do the pre or after party, you're not going to have seating when you go to watch the show. No. Now, the other thing that you have to consider too is the view. I think if you do the pre and after party, you're going to have a little bit better view because you're in that plaza garden viewing area. So essentially in front of the plaza restaurant, a little bit further down. And they'll have two sections. Now, we were there with my friend who uses a motorized scooter. So we were in the handicap section, which is in front of the regular section. And the regular section is going to have a mix of both the pre and after party people, as well as in the handicap area. But if you do the treats and seats where you will be seated at Tomorrowland Terrace for the show, you are going to be off to the side. So where that Tomorrowland Terrace viewing is, I haven't watched the show from there, but people say some of the projections and things are not as good as what you would see in the plaza viewing area. Now, I thought where we were in that plaza viewing area, we had excellent views of the show. Oh, excellent. Now, we wanted to do this. Number one, we were there on a trip for our daughter's birthday. It was her first time seeing the show. Is this something that I would do every time? No. Not for the extra cost, but is it something that if you're celebrating an occasion or it's people in your party's first for so for us, Chris and I were the only ones out of our party of five who had saw the show before. So it was worthwhile. You also don't have to stake out a spot. I mean, when we were there for the 50th, how early were you standing in front of the train station? 
a while. Yeah, a long time. So if you want to have more time in the park and more time to do other things, you essentially aren't going to check into if you're doing the pre-party, you check in 90 minutes prior to the show. That's when you can start checking in. If you're doing and that's the same for the treats and seats. If you're doing the post party, you can check in an hour ahead of time. But that time can be filled with eating your food, sitting down, resting a little bit rather than being elbow to elbow with people on Main Street or right in front of in the hub. So it is nice because it gives you that little bit more time to relax and enjoy it. When I was taking photos during the show, I didn't have people right on top of me. Your spot is saved. Like I had to run our daughter to the restroom. I wasn't having to worry that somebody was going to take my spot. Now we ended up with the pre-party, as I mentioned, just as happenstance because that was what was available. But I think with our daughter, that was a good choice because we were able to have our desserts, watch the show, and then leave. Definitely. Yeah. Now, if you have mostly adults or older kids, I think the after party would be nice because you can go watch the show. Then afterwards, you can enjoy your desserts and probably don't feel as rushed. I don't know. I felt like we got the amount of food we wanted, there was, I don't feel like I needed to sit and linger any longer for the pre-party. No, I agree with you. But if you were there for the after party, you probably would get some really cool pictures uh, in front of the castle. You'd also have the opportunity to make it out to the buses and things once the crowds had cleared a little bit. They will open up that area by the plaza and those restrooms to be able to cut through, but you're still going to hit the rush when you get out to the buses and things like that. Now, same thing with the treats and seats, because you're going to be leaving at that same time. Now, overall, what were your impressions about the food and just the quality of the drinks and the desserts? I thought the, the drinks were really good. And, you know, the food, I mean, it, it met my expectations. Yeah, I mean, it's a dessert party. It's I don't expect to go and get a huge amount of food or anything like that. You got what you would expect because it it's desserts. It would be nice if they added more savory items, but they are pretty upfront about that, that it's a cheese tray. Um, so that does give you a little bit of options. But even my friend has a lot of allergies. They brought her a nice big tray yes, with a variety. Yeah, very well with a lot of different things. And I had forgotten to note it on the reservation. I was good about most of the restaurants, but I had forgot for the dessert party and they still no problem. They were able to accommodate that right away. I thought it was nice because you were, in fact, that day had poured rain and some members of our party were wet, but it gave them a chance to kind of just sit and relax a little bit. Overall, I think this is an improvement over when you just had the one type of dessert party. I'm going to quiz you, Chris. Do you remember when we did a Magic Kingdom dessert party? No. <laughs> it was for our fifth wedding anniversary. We were there and we did one where you were at the Tomorrowland Terrace and there everybody was seated at the same time. So depending on where your seating was assigned, you might not have the best view of the fireworks show. So you're all paying the same price, but it might not be the best view. So that is something that was, I think, is improved on by this because they're able to stagger people. You're able to have the food staggered. And um, we'll talk a little bit more about some of the different options. I pulled this from, I think, the WDW Prep School. I have photos of them, but this gives you a full listing of what they kind of currently have. I'm sure this will change periodically. They have that butterscotch pudding with a caramel popcorn that I mentioned. They have a devil's chocolate pudding. Our daughter liked this. It had like crumbled brownie and chocolate filling. 
They had firehouse donuts, which were ricotta donuts, and they had a strawberry topping. This is also something so- sold at Tony's Town Square. Um, the Devil's Chocolate Pudding is at Friar's Nook. So it's kind of nice. They have some desserts that are brought in from other places around the park. They had Trace Le- Leche, which is pretty good. I already talked about the chocolate-covered strawberries. Something that I thought was kind of nice, and this is something that they have over at Sleepy Hollow. It's a chamber pop, and it has buttercream, vanilla crumbs, and gold or graham cracker crumbs as well. Then they had some pretty traditional ones that they had an Oreo cheesecake mousse, which this is at Cinderella's Royal Table chocolate silk pie, and a couple other kind of -of run-of-the-mill sorts of desserts. And I've not seen any discounts that are available. We already talked about they did have that good access for handicap seating. And that's something you'll want to know on your reservation. I just think, though, the overall, it was super easy. You check in, they take you right to your seat. You're immediately able to start going up to the bar. The drinks were wonderful. It was just overall a nice, relaxing experience. We did it our second to the last day of our vacation. So it was kind of a good ending and it was much better than having to be right on Main Street with everyone. So I would definitely do it again. Like I mentioned, I don't think I would do it every time, but I think it's worthwhile spending the extra money because we've talked about this before at Disney time is money. Exactly. And I think if you're going to be worrying about sitting in a spot for two hours and you're losing two hours at the park, you might as well spend the $100 and be able to get this special seating. You get some of those desserts and things. It's well worth it, in my opinion. I think the overall food was decent enough quality. Yes, it might be things that you see at other restaurants, but it also gives you a little bit of a chance to try something if you're not going to some of those restaurants and all. on your own. So overall, I would do it again. What about you, Chris? Definitely. Yeah. So um, that gives you some ideas. I will make sure to put links with some of the information about the menu and the different types of the party. So that can give you an idea as well as the link on the Disney site where it gives you an overview of how to book it and all those sorts of things. We know with Disney, things are ever changing. I wouldn't doubt that they might come out with a different iteration of this or maybe change it up in other ways as the 50th celebration goes on. But as of right now, it's stayed pretty much the same since it first came out. So looking forward to maybe getting a chance to do it one more time before the 50th celebration ends. So that gives you a good overview. We're going to get up our interview with Abby so you can hear all about her business. We'd like to welcome Abby to the show. Her shop, Happiest Place Outfitters, has some unique apparel that we are really looking forward to having you hear all about. She professes to be a Disney nerd, and she's a full-time nurse, but she's really hoping to make this kind of her full-time gig. She's married and has a puppy. They love traveling to Disneyland as much as possible. And of course, we are looking forward to hearing all about her business. So Abby, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Now, we always start off wanting to know, of course, a little bit about what you love at Disney. So if you could tell us, what is your favorite Disney park and why? Um, I feel like this is such a hard question because they're all so awesome. That's I don't true. Love Anyone I've gone to, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's Disney. This is great. Um, but I definitely think my very favorite part is obviously Disneyland Park, like the original um 
that was the first one I ever went to. I've, I've had so many good memories there. We've gone so often. We've been annual pass holders, oh, Magic Keys. Yeah. Um, just so many memories that it's awesome. I love everywhere else, but the original stuff is my favorite. For sure, for sure. Now, we always want to hear about your business, and what are the products you offer connected to Disney? Um, so, Happiest Place Outfitters is a Disney apparel shop on Etsy. Um, I, like I said before, I'm super in love with Disney and all things Disney, Marvel, Star Wars, all the above. So, um, I make shirts that have those things on them. Um, we're working on more designs, like, all the time, but primarily it's, like, Disney theme park stuff, uh, but we're trying to get some Pixar stuff in there and Harry Potter as well, and just anything Disney that'll keep magic in bay. So do you do t-shirts, sweatshirts? What types of shirts do you do? So right now we have t-shirts and a few sweatshirt designs. I kind of will make things that I know I'm going to wear around my house too, and it's pretty hot in Utah. Um, so I've kind of leaned away from sweatshirts right now, but definitely got a few of those and some t-shirts. And so with that, you know, you mentioned all these awesome products you make. What was the genesis for you to start your business? Um, so I, again, I love Disney, of course, but I've always been a busy body. Like, I cannot sit still for the life of me. Um, and so it made me get into crafts, like, years ago, and I just, like, always am doing a different craft here and there. Um, one of those crafts I would do for friends and families and everything, and myself, would be I'd just make random t-shirts that I thought were cute. Typically, they'd end up being Disney, but, um, I just started doing it, and people were like, hey, like, good at this like you should do this and like sell that make money off of it like you do a good job and so I kind of just decided to start doing that I'm like well people like it and I like it and it's really entertaining for me and be nice to make a little extra money so happy place outfitters is my outlet for crafting and Disney at the same time nice now how long have you had your business um so I actually just started it earlier this year um I finished nursing school not long ago, so I got a lot more into crafting after I finished that, and then was like, yeah, I need to do something like this, like, let's go. So it's really just been, like, since January and February that I've been doing it. That is awesome. Yes, and it's yeah. so fun to meet people who have had so many people on the show, especially the last two years, that have just oh, found this as a great outlet, and it's really great to hear how each person gets started. Now, if you could tell us a little bit about how your products add Disney magic to your to your buyers and, of course, our listeners' lives. So, I honestly think anything you can wear and do that has to do with Disney adds magic to any day. Um, even before I was doing this Disney business, whether they were like Disney shirts or not, I'm always wearing Disney shirts. Like, I think it's a crime if you find me without one, like... Literally, I'm wearing a C-3PO shirt right now. Um, <laughs> uh, so I just think that our shirts that we sell are cute, and they're fun, and it's a really good way to add that Disney magic into their days. Like, even just like, oh, I could be in the park wearing this shirt, or I could be at home wearing this shirt. Either way, like, there's magic that's on my shirt, and I get to show that off in my everyday. Well, it's funny. I'm wearing a figment shirt as we're doing this interview, too, so I totally understand what you're talking yeah. about. Know who or how anyone else gets like magic in it? Like, I love wearing my Disney shirts for sure. Yes, me too. 
Now, do you have a favorite design that you have in your shop? Oh, okay. So, <clears throat> I know I've always loved Star Wars for sure. And I feel like recently with Obi-Wan coming up and everything, I have a shirt that's just like the hilt of his lightsaber that says hello there. And I think at the moment, that's my favorite shirt. But I think it's because the Obi-Wan stuff is going on and I'm so into Star Wars. We went to Disneyland last weekend, made like lightsabers, all that stuff. Oh, like, yeah, it was awesome. So we just, I love my Star Wars shirts that we have, especially. But I think that's my favorite. Now, what was your? Do you have a shirt in your shop that's the one that you've had there the longest? Yes, I have. It's like my second favorite shirt. It, it's the I don't, I'm not quite sure what they call them, like the Fab Six. Yeah, yes, I saw that. That was the one that really caught my eye in your site. Oh yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah, that's my. That's definitely one of my. That's my second favorite right now. It's got Mickey, Minnie, um, Donald, Daisy, Pluto, and Goofy on it. They're just in a line. They're cute faces. Like, I just love that shirt because I feel like it's basic, but it's adorable. And yeah, that's one of the things that I like about your designs because it's has the Disney, it's the recognizable characters on a lot of them, but it's not like all over up and down the sleeves, on the back it's just a nice subtle design which I know that's what we talk about it's nice to find this alternative apparel that's not just like over the top, I think you can yeah. wear it as every day and that's what's so appealing to shirts like your design yeah, thank you I think so too <laughs> <laughs> now if I were wanting to order one of your shirts, let's say for a gift or for an upcoming trip, how early should I place an order? Um, so I try to keep as many shirts because I make them 100% on my own. I try to keep enough shirts in stock to be able to send out like a few at a time. I am still at the beginning of my business. Um, but I usually tell people, order it and make sure about like a week, week and a half before your trip um, just to make sure that I can get the stuff in time to create it and get it sent to you. Now, what type of style, like I know a lot of yours are t-shirts, are they a more traditional jersey, a softer style? What? How would you describe your shirts? Um, they're definitely softer. I usually go with somewhat of like, there's a little bit of cotton, but polyester as well, so like a blended shirt. They're pretty soft, like I would sleep in them. I have a couple I actually sleep in. They're super soft and cozy. <laughs> And are they pretty true to size then? Oh, yeah. Yep. Definitely true to size. You know, you mentioned all these awesome designs. Where can people go online to see what you have to offer? Uh, so right now, our shop is on Etsy, and that's the only place we actually sell them. Um, so on Etsy, they don't allow really long business names, which is kind of funny. So on Etsy, to find us, you would just look up Happiest Place Outfit with the two teeth at the end. It doesn't have the ERS. Um, I don't know why they don't allow really long names, but again, apparently that's too long. Um, but I also am on Instagram at Happiest Place Outfitters, and I think I think they're entertaining TikToks that you can find me at Happiest Place Outfitters, and that also has a couple of links to get to my shop. Awesome, and Chris loves TikToks. He's always sending me oh, yeah? TikToks. Yeah, I love. TikToks. I love. <laughs> now I, I will. And I run right to my husband and I'm like, watch this one, it's so funny. <laughs> and I will put a link to your TikTok, to your Etsy shop, and to all of your different profiles in the show notes. So we really appreciate you taking time to be with us today. Absolutely. Thank you. Seriously, thank you so much for having me. This was so exciting for me.
Thank you again to Abby for joining us today and make sure to check out the show notes to have a promo code to save on your next order with her shop. And up next, we have our two-minute trivia and our Wisdom from Walt quote. Chris, you are up with trivia. Thank you. You know, our topic today, we talked a lot about fireworks and how awesome they are. And I have a couple of questions for you, Vanessa, about Disney fireworks. Okay. So this article is from DisneyDining.com, and it's a couple of years old. But I'll give you a $2 million plus or minus. Okay. Roughly, how much does Disney spend on fireworks per year? I'm going to go with $50 million. A little high. Okay. One more guess. $36 million. Still a little high. According to DisneyDining.com, their educated guess is that the fireworks cost more than $18 million wow. per year. That's a yeah, lot of fireworks. Yeah, I was doubled. And that they use over 1 million fireworks on an annual basis, and they are said to be the largest user of fireworks in the United States. I couldn't imagine who would be, who would be second. No, I can't either. Um, now, with that... True or false? Okay. Disney fireworks utilize gunpowder. I'm going to say true. False. Huh? They use compressed air. Air. Okay. Yep. Well, because the first one is the launch is higher. And secondly, there's no fumes. Oh, that would make sense. Yeah, because they launch them pretty close. And then plus you wouldn't breathe in any fumes either. Right. And I would wonder then, do the ones with gunpowder, are those the ones where you see more of that, like, haze afterwards? Exactly. Yeah, because, like, when you see a lot of local ones, there's that big haze afterwards. That's probably it. Very interesting. Wow, very good. You definitely got me on those ones. I way over I'd be curious, too, to know updated numbers since you said that's a couple years old. Like, some of the newer shows, like Enchantment and that, use a lot more projections. I wonder if that's saved them some money on fireworks. Plus inflation, so it could be $50 million. That's true. It could. <laughs> that is very true. Now we are going to end with our Wisdom from Walt quote. I try to build a full personality for each of our cartoon characters to make them personalities. I thought that was fun, especially looking at Abby's and some of her fun designs with the characters on her shirts. So thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Diz Love Podcast with Vanessa and Chris. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Chris. <laughs> This podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or its holdings, and it is intended for entertainment purposes only.